Welcome to today's podcast. I am here with the CEO and leader of the health industry, uh, owner of KCAL Healthy Foods, Andreas. Welcome. Thank you very much, Luis. So I'm obviously the biggest fan of KCAL. You were laughing off camera. Um, I order every you day. Are. I am. Am I, am I your number one customer or not? Pardon? Am I your number one customer? You probably would be. Yeah. I, I genuinely think I'm over the years. I'm, 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 I'm first. Okay, I'm number two. <laughs> so my favorite go-to meals with KCAL, Viennese spring rolls, and I'd probably say the feisty chip quinoa soup is what I talked about before. I'm massively into health food, massively. I, I think that calorie controlled foods with the right nutrients is a big part of my life for trying to maintain this level of fatness that I have. <laughs> I'm gonna ask you a question. Anyone that's watching this, tell me what KCAL is. Because KCAL to me is the market leading in healthy food. What is it to you? Um, what is KCAL? Well, KCAL is what it's always been. Passionate, healthy food. Um, you look at the menu, you pick what you want, and you know it's nutritious. Okay. Um, you can balance however you want to, whatever suits you, whether it's low carb, medium carbs, high protein, low protein. We have certain vegan options too, but in general, for me, it's just good, tasty food that's healthy, like I want. Okay. That that that's the that's the that that's that's how. And that was your concept when you started it, and it still is, and I still eat it every day. Every day, every single day. So you will never, you won't have a Mackey's. You're a McDonald's, isn't you? <laughs> I do, yeah. Actually, my, sometimes I go with, I go with you my go, son. What, frankly speaking, what, what will you have for McDonald's? Um, beef burger. Not a double cheeseburger. Nah. Really? Yeah. It's the market needed for me the double cheeseburger. Uh, well, I nearly bought a big tasty until I saw the you can't nutrients. Look at the calorie. <laughs> <laughs> 925 calories. <laughs> so, but I want to ask you a question. So, how long ago did you start KCAL? Well, initially KCAL was started um, back in 2009. But at the time, both me and my business partner, Mark, we, um, we didn't have a clue about food. You didn't have a clue about food? Nothing. Never Even done it like Well, that. I eat it every day, but I didn't have any idea of how to run a restaurant or do a menu or anything like that. Nothing. So it, it, it took us quite a while to and get started. What year was this? 2009. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, uh, I, just, I, I, I honestly wanted a place because at the time there's a lot of restaurants like Nando's and so, you know, everybody went to the same places, you know, the one ingredients. Yeah. Um, and at the time, the way they did the food is that if they got a new uh, grill master on the grill, and he didn't know how to grill the chicken. You'd either have it really dry, or really tender, or you know, um, not cooked properly. Yes. And you'd go there, and it's like hit and miss. If it was cooked right, it was awesome, right? Um, you get the spicy rice and the chicken. Oh, it's a good meal, by the way. Yeah, exactly. But at that time, they, 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 the way the method that they did the the, the chicken um, is unlike what they do today. Uh, they pre-cook it and then grill it, uh, so you always have it perfect. Um, so kind of got this idea that would be awesome to have your own place and you didn't have to pay because yeah. the, the, the business would turn itself yeah. and just go there and you pick anything from the menu and you know it's just good exactly what you want. This, this was the idea. So just to clarify this, you opened the restaurant to start with, obviously for health, but for you to have free meals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So, right, you opened it in 2008, did you say, yeah? 
No, well, the initial idea was 2009, but we only it took us over a year to open because, um, uh, well, with any startup, especially when you don't know what you're doing, yeah. you know, it's kind of trial and error and so forth. I mean, the, f- the first couple of meals that we made was horrible and so forth. Can you cook? Okay, I, I, are you I, a chef or anything? I, I'm not a chef. Well, most people are chefs. Yeah, if they I'm the microwave chef. <laughs> Pot noodle chef. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, um, uh, I don't cook a lot. I I do cook. Yeah. Um, I create a, re- a lot of recipes because we've done it for so so many years. Yeah. So now, um, uh, you know. But before uh, this, what I'm saying, when you started the company. No, I've always been creative. I'm I'm uh, I'm a very creative person in many ways. I'm I'm highly dyslexic, but yeah. but uh, when it comes to anything with my hands, yeah, building stuff. Well, yeah, some yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so uh, I actually wanted to become a chef. Okay. And I. Um, so you just bought a restaurant instead. Well, I created a concept. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. At the time, it wasn't supposed to be a concept. It was just a, supposed to be a little place where we could eat for free. Okay. Um, so in two thousand eight, you started it. You obviously was trying trying to create this concept. If you fast forward to today, how many people have got working in the business? KKL employs around five hundred people. Five hundred people. Yeah, just over. Wow, and. How many countries are you in? Are you only in the UAE? Only in the UAE. It's a bit like us, we're the same. We we special because there's so much business here, the expansion scope is crazy, isn't it? Well, we we, we, we tried, we, we went to Kuwait and, and had some partners there, but um, franchising is, is, is especially our business because it's such a diverse menu. Yeah. It, it, it's not the easiest thing to, to create consistency and quality if you don't have the right mindset yeah and and for me I would rather not do business than 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 try to do something half-hearted um, we have this issue in our business so I've been asked so many times to do a franchise business because that's where you can make probably most money as owners because you can take a percentage of everyone's sure. turnover um, but do I trust with my logo and my brand and how I like my customers treated yeah probably not and that's the issue probably you've gone through is that do you want your brand and- um yeah so so ex- exactly so um, we went to Kuwait and and then started there. It didn't really work out the way we wanted to. Um, and then we were in Egypt as well. We were supposed to open in Qatar, um, uh, but we're only UAE now. Okay. Um, we are looking at going into Saudi now. Um, a lot of people are, aren't they? A lot of people. Are. One of my friends has just yeah. left an F and B, very big business over here, and part of like the Pier Seven Group and all them, and they've gone to Saudi, which is for me is a massive risk because obviously. I mean, I, I've not actually visited Saudi, but my preconceptions is they're trying to undo the laws at the moment and make it more modern. But how long that takes people to understand mentally is a well. I believe that the F and B market, the space that we are in, in the ticket size that we are in, um, both when it comes to meal plans and the restaurants, I, I think the market is probably 10, 10, 12 times bigger than here. Wow, because of the population, or well. When you look at the population here, there's only a small percentage. My target audience in, 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 in Dubai might be 400,000. Wow. Whereas if you go to Riyadh, there's 9 million people. Um, um, the lower part of the, the, the segment of people that, that has a salary from, let's say, $1,000, $2,000 is a lot less. Yeah. And when you go from $5,000 to $10,000, is that what you're looking for, the five, ten thousand 10,000 people? Yeah. Okay. In that category, yeah, exactly. That that's more targeted towards our market because it, our 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 cost is higher because of the products that we use. Do you actually think you're? Because I was talking to this one about one of my directors before, and we were talking about food quality. And one of the things we were talking about is food quality, cost, and then the aggregators like delivery, etc., etc. And 
we were talking about, I think their fees are not mistaken, 20, 25% of what they take of your market. Depend, depends on, on when you get in. I mean, I know now young restaurants, you know, mom and pops, they charge up to 35. It's 35%? Yeah, it's, 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 this is a whole nother avenue we go down. Now we go down the rabbit hole because yeah. I could talk about this for well, a gonna Well, we're going to talk about it in a minute. I want right. to come on to that. Yeah, but the uh, question I've got for you is, is there a, I mean, I think about, let's say if I wanted to order my healthy food today and it was 35 dirhams for a spring roll, I think that's what the price is, 40 dirhams. What is? Spring rolls are 22, 23, 4. Okay, to me that's cheap. Is that, it, it, am I delusional to think that's cheap or is is that, could you increase it? Do, do you know what I mean? Because one of the questions what? My, my colleague said, Paul, he said, I'm out of touch with the world because obviously I've been here a long time and everything, I've run the business. Sure. Do people go looking for special offers on what you're doing? Is, is that a thing? Um, now we're going to try and start talking about aggregators and so forth. As well, um, do, 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 Dubai has turned into a bargain hunter's market. A what? A bargain hunter's market. Bargain hunters, means everybody yeah, yeah. Looks, looking for a bargain. Okay. My, my wife the other day ordered uh, some Greek food. I said, why did you order that? We already have food. Oh, it's cheap. <laughs> I said okay, and uh, we you know, tasted it. And it was reasonable, but I know okay. for a, I know for a fact that that Greek restaurant did not make money on that delivery. Yeah, and um, do you know women are funny, aren't they? So my wife, she'll buy a new pair of shoes, uh, and she'll say to I say, why'd you buy them shoes? She goes, oh, they were discounted fifty percent. I'm like, but you know, you still paid the other fifty percent. But <laughs> yeah, I think exactly. they think it's yeah, free, don't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. My wife is the same. Uh, exactly the same but to tell you um, well obviously food cost protein is the most expensive part of meal um, okay. most people what they do is lower the content of protein yeah and then up the carbs and then it looks big why is not- it expensive why is pro- protein for, for anyone that's not watching we're talking meats really aren't we chicken fish uh, beef okay. uh, so forth okay that's the protein what, and why is that expensive because of the co- cost of getting it effectively. well obviously an animal needs to grow right yeah uh, on like a, they need to be fed and so forth yeah. and there's a lot of um, uh, you know challenges with 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 growing chicken and, and so forth and exactly and then unlike vegetables where you basically have a machine that just grows by itself with a bit of water and a bit of nutrition in yeah. the soil um, chicken needs feed and needs to, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot to it, you know. Yeah, okay. um, so, uh, protein is the most, impo- uh, most expensive part of the meal. And what people do um, is they cut down, instead of putting 100 grams of protein, they put 60 grams, and it still looks the same. Most people think it's the same, but it's not really. It's just, you know, loads of rice and stuff. Um, so what, 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 we do not do that. I would rather, I would rather make less margins on the food yeah. and serve something I do not sign off myself. So what would be the knock-on effect of then? So again, for someone watching this and trying to understand nutrition, this is me, someone that trains quite a bit, has a semi-bad diet, someday I'm going to send them bad. If you go from a 100 gram protein diet and you're using KCAL and then all of a sudden you go to a cheaper product where the child is 50 grams, to your body, that what does it do to your body if you're not having that type of protein compared to having it and not having it? So obviously protein is a building block of muscles, okay. as most people know. Um, and if you don't get enough protein, your muscles won't be able to grow as you want them to. Not everybody wants to grow big muscles. Yeah. Um, but there is, um, we all have different type of engines or bodies. Yeah. And we all work differently. Um, so I'll take me for an example. I'm 
I'm the type of guy that look at anything and I'll put on weight. That's yeah. all, all, obviously why I look like I do because yeah. I, I don't actually eat a lot. Um, I do eat cake, though, of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I work out every day, but yeah. for me, a, a workout uh, a session is, is as much mental as it is feeling good. Um, so, so changing your diet, you, I mean, first of all, you need to understand who you are. Yeah. I mean, you can easily look at your parents. Are they tall, skinny, small, fat? You know, you can kind of see where your gene pool is. Correct. And, um, and then you got to eat, eat uh, as you need. But, but changing your diet from one to the other you would probably get more wobbly if you changed your diet. Going to a from less, less muscles, more uh, jelly kind of feel, yeah. you know what I mean? So like, uh, me with less lean, lean, less lean, less lean, less lean. Less lean, yeah, we won't call but, it the jelly man. But you know, as you grow older, you know, I'm, I'm 43, 2044. Uh, as we grow older, it, it's actually very important that we keep our fitness levels up. Definitely. So, so, so your own testosterone production uh, um, keeps uh, ticking over because what, what happens when you grow older is that you hit a certain age as a guy around 35 depending yeah. also again depends on your genes so then it starts going down that's when the belly starts copying the you know the fluffy yeah. fluffy oh, tits I could, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean that's and that's that's when it's really really really, <laughs> really really important that yeah. you start uh, looking at your diet yeah. um don't drink too much alcohol, all these things, because alcohol is obviously alcohol, sugar, which is just no nutrition whatsoever. Um, and you start focusing on, you know, building your muscles, because yeah. your muscles, as your muscles grow, it will also tell your brain, I need more testosterone. Yeah. In the body. So there's a, you know, it, it's not just one stop shop for, you know, eat healthy, yes, but you also need to do other things. It's funny because when you talk about this, I, I know this from an uneducated opinion, and there's no real food company, supplier, even cake out at the moment that's offering this advice based on the food, if you know what I mean. And I think we talked about this off camera, there's a lot of normal people, they're probably in their 30s like me, if they were told, look, your testosterone level is going to drop, you need more muscle to, this is what's going to happen if you want to see this, in a very basic form, it makes you want to eat healthy, it makes you want to do that. And not a lot of people in today's world understand what 100 grams of protein is. Mm, and, they sure. and, and you know, I think, the market you're in, really, you're probably not towards the the super elite trainers. It's probably the someone like myself that lives a normal life that wants to eat well. So sure. it's, it's a very interesting market, very interesting market. Yeah, I mean, I think Dubai in general is, is probably one of the most educated markets within um, uh, the fitness industry and, and, and health food and in general. If you go to the States, although everybody thinks the States is, is, is such a saturated market with healthy food but it's very little over there um, if you go to Europe quite there's not that much um, and also because here there's a lot of you know so many personal trainers here that educates the client so I think that the level of, of understanding of nutrition is pretty good but um, you know as, those, as, 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 as people as, as people as people we are we are lazy too oh definitely <laughs> when we're in the gym we're on it we're gonna go and as soon as you go home and open the fridge do you know what it is for tomorrow. me? Tomorrow. Tomorrow is the day. It's, yeah. the, it's the, the problem is for me, it's delivery. So what I have to do, if I want to eat healthy, I train, but in the afternoon, I have to pre-order dinner for seven o'clock. Because if I get home on the sofa and I start scrolling through delivery, my devil on my shoulder, I go past cake out and there's a twister meal from, uh, from KFC looking at me going, oh, hello. I've never tasted KFC. You've not had a KFC? Never. What? Yeah, yeah. You know, funny, this this morning we were talking about it in the office and I didn't believe me. I said, no, I don't. I, I just 
For market research, you need to have a KFC. It's oh, not yeah. great food. Uh, it's just... Um, it's deep fried shit. Yeah. Look, of course it's good. It tastes good, right? But I mean... You don't know that. You can't, you, the, you the, can't well, verify There is a reason why everybody always refers to KFC, yeah. right? Um, but but um, no, no, I'm, I'm never... And he's put on your bucket list this year. Have a KFC. Um, but yeah. Um, so I want to talk about aggregators. So this is one that I can see that hurts you a little bit. So I'm going to tell you my theory on aggregators, okay? So I'll ask you two questions first. Sure. And then we can go a little bit deeper into it. So aggregators, what percentage of business KCAL comes from aggregators now? I reckon it's 70%. Very close. Very close. Yeah, very close. So I think, uh, yeah, it would be delivery is the biggest. Um, they're the best partners, are also the most professional. Yeah. Um, then we have obviously a bunch of the others. I yeah. don't think aggregators are a bad thing, okay? They're a bad thing in one way, but they're a good thing in the way. So I'm gonna give you in terms of, I'm trying to put it in real estate terms for me. In real estate terms of property, what makes a property successfully sell is to get visibility. Visibility creates more clients, more clients then creates a transaction. That's the basic real estate terms. And I think there's a lot of people that have got a misconception with aggregators. Aggregators charge a lot of money, okay? I'm not naive to that, but... It would be nice if you charged that, wouldn't it? That'd be amazing if I started to it. That'd be absolutely <laughs> flying. But if, if I was sitting in your position, I don't get where, where there's charging 20% hypothetically. Why would you not just increase your costs 20% to make it neutral for them, because I think you'd still keep all the customer base, because you're only charging 25 dirhams for, 28 dirhams for a Vietnamese spin roll. You're not gonna lose me as a customer, which is a five to 10,000 customer, five to 10,000 dollar bracket you're looking at. Increasing in 20%, I'm not gonna buy, not buy a Vietnamese spin roll. So these people that are moaning about the pricing, why would you not just move with the market, especially with inflation in the world? Okay, so there's many parts of this, there's a lot of answers to this question, but I'll, I'll tell you the first one. I'm not sure if you know how much a liter of milk costs, but let's say a liter, us. I actually don't know because okay. I don't drink milk, oh, okay. <laughs> but it, it, it's a metaphor. So a liter of milk, let's say it costs a pound. Yes. Um, general public costs a pound. People know it costs a pound. Now, if it costs 1.2, yeah. people say, ah, why am I paying that much for it? Mm -hmm. you know? It's not a matter of, of, of people not being able to pay. It's a matter of they feel, do I actually get the same value for it? Now, what happens with food is that everybody knows that a McDonald's burger, or a lot of people do, cost around 10 dirhams, something yeah. like that, right? Now, all of a sudden, if you have to pay 15 dirhams for it, yes. you start wondering, why am I paying 15? It used to be this. Why was it that price before? Because it's everyday consumables, yeah. like food, everybody has an idea of what they want to pay for something, right? Um, then you can start adding in consistency, quality, uh, the service that you get. Um, all these add up to, to value for the customer. Um, just like you add value here with, with how you present your properties and so forth. Yeah. And, in contrast to other other companies, right? Yep. You, you you want to make sure that the com client feel comfortable and, and feel they gain value for the service that you provide. So, when you have a space that is Dubai or UAE, especially Dubai, is probably the most hyper competitive market in the world in terms of in terms of F and B, uh, or it is, um, and delivery is also the biggest 
uh, uh, in the world versus how many people live here. So this whole market with aggregators and so forth, what they've created now is a hunter's market, barking hunter's market. Yeah. Because what aggregators do, and, and not many people know this, is that when you go in and you have little volume, we have quite a large volume, so, so it, it doesn't really hurt us that much, but it hurts smaller businesses that have one or two restaurants, yeah. that have a, a smaller turnover, maybe a million dollars or something like that. Um, and what aggregators do is they go in and say, look, um, we want to put you on the forefront of our page, and you should do two for one. Now, the little guy says, you know what, two for one, then maybe I get to keep the client. But what he doesn't realize is that it's a hunter's market. Everybody just looks for it. Yeah, there's no loyalty. Yeah, of course. Exactly. Um, and what the aggregator is doing is the more bargains he can get to post, the more will go on his app. Correct. So he's basically making the restaurant pay for his own marketing. Correct. He's, he's got no interest in the, his interest is in the consumer, not you as a company. It, exactly. Now, over a period of time, let's say this has been going on for the last six, seven years, right? Yeah. You've created a pool of people that look for bargains constantly. Yeah. So there's no loyalty anymore. Yeah. Um, and what happens with the smaller restaurant, I'm not talking about the big, big yeah. McDonald's and so forth and so on, you know. Uh, I'm talking about the smaller uh, restaurants uh, which have maybe one or two restaurants. The ones that are, the, the guys that are passionate about bringing quality to the, to the client, the taste, the flavor, you know, just, you know what, whether it's it's healthy or semi-healthy or whatever it is, just it's a good I, product. I, I, yeah, I, I, I live for my product, you know, yeah. I'm a chef, I live, it has to taste perfect, you know. Now, what happens is that all of a sudden they can't make money because what they're selling is that they're giving a discount. And people have this idea that, oh, that that liter of milk we talk about, well, it is one one pound, but I can get it for half. Yeah. So now nobody wants to pay one pound. So everybody's always looking for a bargain. Do you know what I would say to you though on this? And this again, I'm I'm trying to imagine being the CEO of an F&B and I'm trying to put myself in that position. I'm always thinking six months to a year ahead of anyone else in the market. I just don't think about today. And if I'm looking at your business, not yours as in yours as an F&B business, sure. that pint of milk, less a pound, in tomorrow's world, is probably pound fifty. Because you look at bags of crisps, you look at uh, petrol, everything has gone up in value. Even our business, so also up and also real estate, maybe seven or eight years ago, we decided that our mandate was, we're now gonna charge both parties, we offer a great service, we don't just charge the seller 2%, we charge the buyer 2%, but we will make sure that we cover you with services and marketing, et cetera, et cetera. That increased our turnover naturally, and it was a very brave move. And people were saying to us at the start, Lewis, you can only, 2% is what it is. And I said, no, this is what we charge. And I think if I was sitting in the F&B position of a healthy business now, yes, you might lose the bargain hunters, but the reality is there's a lot of people that want healthy food and they're not going to lose your customer base. So let's say you lost 20% of your customer base tomorrow because of the pricing. You've gained that back from the price increase and then you're doing less deliveries, which means less work, but you're getting the same money for it. And I think that a lot of people are misunderstanding in the world that everything is going up in value. So let's use the aggregate as an example. This is my theory. Aggregates is charging 20%, hypothetically. I would increase 20%. Whether or not it would work, I would never know. But if I was sitting in your position, I would not even think about it. The other thing I would do, and I want your opinion on, and I've seen this so clever, what's being done. If I open restaurants now, either cloud kitchens, 
Or have you seen the little, I've seen the cleverest business move from F&B company ever. So you know in Motor City, you've got Hardee's. Have you had a Hardee's before? No. You ain't lived. Have you had a Hardee's? Have you had a Hardee's? Good? Yeah. Yeah, so good. So um, these are the guys at Camrask and they've had Hardee's as well. Okay, I can't believe not Hardy. I'm going to deliver you Hardy. I'm going to get your address on delivery. <laughs> then has to be, then it has to be on a Saturday. That's my day off. So <laughs> in, the, in, in Deliveroo, um, sorry, at the Hardy's restaurant in Motor City, they've got the Hardy's restaurant. But what they ended up doing is they opened a, it wasn't five guys, it was a Shake Shack caravan, you know the metal caravans? Yeah. Right in front of there. And I said, why have they done that? Because that's there. And what I realised is that they've opened these little offices Low, low output of cash because obviously it's just a caravan effect that's flipping the burgers etc um, and they were using it as a delivery location because they the one thing that most customers want and if you ask anybody this are you on delivery are you on delivery do you do speed or money speed or money when you do your per, your lunch speed it's money so there's two different people I do it on speed what do you do yours on I no, don't even use Deliveroo, never used it. <laughs> so most people I know would go on to Deliveroo and their first thought process is, I want something nice, but what can I get as quick? And if you can put your locations in these places that make it really visible for people, I think an F&B business today could live solely off outgoers. Yes, uh, that's an opinion. Yes, um, you are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, I do agree with you. Um, it, well, partly, if you serve food, because there, 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 there are three things that make up a good F and B business: consistency, quality, yep. and as I said before, customer experience or yes. customer service. All that adds into value. If you can have all three things at a price where people think. This is value for money. So if you go and buy a hundred dollar steak, uh, and um, and it costs fifty dollars, yeah. or in your mind it costs a hundred dollars, but you get it at fifty, and it's as nice as a hundred dollar steak, you think, wow, this yeah. is seriously good. You know, you gotta tell your friends. Yeah. Now, if you go and buy a hundred dollar steak, and it costs it tastes like a hundred dollar steak, but the consistency was like like the last time, the service was impeccable. You're still gonna tell people about it, cause you the atmosphere and so forth, right? Now, when it comes to 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 I'm talking about KCAL. KCAL food is not as simple as that because we make all the sauces ourselves. There's yeah. so many things that we make. Actually, we make everything ourselves. Um, unlike most other businesses like um, a burger place, they get all the ketchup. But basically, they just yeah, assemble. Yeah, make it's it a, how you it, go, it, yeah. Exactly. It's a, it's, a, it's a much smaller process. Um, these things will function great in a dark kitchen. Um, they will also function... What's a dark kitchen? Is that a cloud kitchen? Exactly, a dark okay. kitchen. Yeah, basically a, a restaurant where you don't receive customers. Okay. Um, cloud kitchen, dark kitchens. There, there Have are you many, got any dark kitchens or not? You know what? Believe it or not, we were actually the first one ever in the world to have a dark kitchen. Really? Nobody knows about this. Wow. We had it in 2014 in, um, uh, in DIP. Okay. Because our, our main, our main uh, kitchen there. So yeah. we made a restaurant that was just... A, delivery uh, only. Delivery only. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out very well, and we needed the space. But the aggregators were there in two fourteen anyway. With property. No, no. So then no. that's why it probably. Uh, so I, I remember Somato came up and asked me if you wanted to be part of the business model, and I thought, nah. Wow, well, bad move, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was a bad move. Anyway, little, little did we know. I mean, we used to when we first when we first started, we had over a hundred bike drivers driving around, and then we went into, uh, you know, uh, 
outsourcing the delivery and then obviously the aggregators and so forth. Um, fortunate for us is that uh, we will never go into a dark kitchen that's not owned by ourselves. Okay. We, might, we, we could potentially go into a dark kitchen but we would own the dark kitchen ourselves. But surely if you went into a dark kitchen you, you'd be offering your customers a better experience in terms of speed. So for instance, where I live in Victory Heights, Tremere Golf Estates, yeah, <laughs> it takes time <laughs> 30 to 50 minutes. Yes. But if you had something based within that location, you could get there in 15 minutes. Imagine how many more orders you get. You'd think so. We've tried it. Oh, really? Um, keep in mind that you always have OPEX costs and yeah. HR. Um, these um, dilute your P&L quite a lot. Yeah. So there is a threshold of where you need to, what turnover you need to be before you can start yeah, making course. a profit. And obviously, we would, you want to make a profit. Yeah. Uh, it makes no sense. There's it's no business. It's not business without profit, of course, it, it, yeah. Exactly. Um, so, you have to be careful. I mean, we've opened, we've, we've closed a few uh, that did not make any sense. Yeah. Um, we've had uh, some in malls. Obviously, the, the price in, in, in malls is just ridiculous yeah. in terms of... of, 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 of uh, price per square for, for the exactly, office. Exactly, exactly. And, and if you don't have... Again, going into a mall, um, especially when you compete with ticket sizes that are thirty-five dirhams and your ticket size is six dirhams, yeah. you know, you know, you you're gonna have. It's, it's a very, it's, it's a very tough market, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So, so um, going into a dark kitchen uh, in a high residential area, effectively, our restaurants they only have fifteen percent in-house sales. Yeah. So you could say they actually function as kind of dark kitchens because. You know, out of JLT, we do you know maybe 500 orders a day. Okay. Um, so in theory, we actually have two doors, two entrances. Yeah. So one is a dark kitchen, the other one is a I've kind of a restaurant. You know, in, in, so in those now they have a delivery section and they have a, a customer section. Yeah. So 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 obviously, but 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 the thing is, in JLT, you have 70 towers or yeah. something like that. You know, loads of people eat, and and we've got a lot of repeat clients. So that's a, that's a great business model over there, and, and the rent is pretty. You know, the rent is. Rent is reasonable over there. So, you've obviously been a successful as business. I think you're the most successful healthy food business in Dubai. I think you're by far the most known, most uh, qualified. Uh, everyone loves your brand, and by far the brand recognition is out there with anything I know in Dubai. But you, as an entrepreneur, obviously running this business, especially the last two years with COVID and everything else, what's been your biggest challenge where you thought, fuck? Like this is a tough moment to be in. What, where, where, what's the moment you've had? Well, it's it's. It, I, I think what I have sleepless nights over is um, his product product um, um, quality. You know, most of most things here are imported, um, and, and we 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 use quite a lot of vegetables and so forth. And and if you get delivered five hundred kilos of beans in the morning. There might be some issues with the beans, and all of a sudden you need to cook, but you're missing 200 kilos. Yeah. And all of a sudden you have clients, and clients don't don't care what, how we get our, yeah, our, our thing. They they paying for the service, and they expect the service like anything, right? So my 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 con, my concern is, I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, salmon right now just gone off 50 percent, like that. Really? I'm like, we don't want. Um, Ukraine, all that, yeah. you know, the whole world is going mad kind of thing. Uh, this is happening. How, happening. how do you react to that as a business then? Because you have to react. This is the problem that entrepreneurs face. A lot of entrepreneurs don't react to the world. 
well, <laughs> this is a current. This is this is a thing current that situation. yes, exactly. Yeah, okay, so um, there are mixed opinions. One is that we simply just eat it up and hopefully it'll come down and and let people you know enjoy the salmon that we serve yeah. um, two we take it off the menu and and don't uh, um, um, do it um, because we're gonna lose money on it yeah uh, I think I'm leaning towards keeping it on the menu and and, and, swallow, and, it. and swallow it yeah exactly because uh, at the end of the day um, well especially in a market that's so competitive you don't want to give the options of people looking elsewhere yeah but on the other hand, everybody is in the same boat. It's not, not only me it happened yeah, for, it yeah. happens for everybody, right? And have you had these conversations with anyone else in your industry about like, salmon, for instance? No. Be interested with it, because if I was sitting again, I'm cold in business, I'm ruthless. So that's how I've always been. It's just, I look at bottom line, turnover, reaction to the situation. Sure. I would, I'd increase the salmon price. I, I would go and change the menu to uh, premium meats or premium whatever poultry, and I that's also an option. And I just go bang. That's what it is. But not, yeah, not on effect. Um, you know, I'm I'm the worst salesman in the world because yeah, I mean, you love it so much. Uh, exactly, I can see. And then, it. and, and um, I mean, my business partner always laughs at me. I, I sold the car once, and it was for sale for one hundred fifty-five thousand. And that guy comes and says, "Okay, girl, I'll buy it." And I'm looking at, okay, I'll get it to you for one forty, yeah, one fifty. And he looks at me. I said, "You're gonna give me five thousand dirhams discount." So yeah, I was happy with one fifty. So I'll yeah. give it to you. He didn't ask for it, and he's like, "Something wrong with the car?" I says, "Nothing <laughs> wrong with it." I just I felt that you you happy. I'm Please happy. take it. <laughs> um, so 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 uh, uh, for me, um, you know, you've got the look. I, for I, 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 see. I, I I I would rather create better value for the customer than try to. Try to make an extra little profit. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, I, I'd rather. There's nothing better than seeing somebody like you're talking about. Oh, you know, I enjoy the food. You yeah. know, uh, I have other friends that say, you know what, I I, I purchase from you guys because you have the consistency. Yeah, you know, it, it makes me really I've never, proud. I've never had it a bad meal. I've never it, had a bad meal. It makes me really proud, and we have we have a great team. I mean, my 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 three head chefs. They have been with us from the start. Wow, uh, twelve years. Amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. Amazing. Actually, it's really awesome because that obviously. Uh, gives me a lot of confidence um, in, to do more strategy. They understand the DNA of the business. Exactly, there. exactly. And and you know uh, when we want to do new new projects and stuff, they are, you know they really understand the production part of it and so forth. So the last question I've got for you on our podcast, and I'm sure there's so many questions that are going to come in asking about business and KCAL and things like that. Where is the future of delivery services going to go compared to? Delivery with a business like yours, how is this going to play out in your eyes? How do you forecast it? So, um, as people or as aggregators and delivery companies have created a, a herd of lazy people that just want to sit at home and watch TV and order food, Me. of course, <laughs> of course, you have to adapt to it, right? So, yeah. so um, I'm I'm in the I'm in the mind that look, I, I don't want to on quality yeah um, so we will have to um, be smart on how we do things um, so we uh, start building a, a, a new way of doing business uh, where we consolidate more brands into one okay and utilize the same kitchen which means you have more share of OPEX costs towards yeah. different uh, so you're talking about JV with other companies the way you could create personal them. personal I, I, okay. I, 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 I think I'm too passionate to 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 run with other companies. I'm okay. Like, my 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 number one rule is 
who pays the bills is the customers. Yeah. You know, let's let's make sure he's happy, and then we'll make a profit afterwards. Yeah. Um. So so. Uh, so how will you do it then? So obviously, do you have other brands under your brand? So why we have the we have the meal plans. We have the the, the fuel up the fuel yeah. where you basically build your own meals. Um. We're coming up with another two concepts. Um. So. Have they got all different locations where they're based at the moment? Is that what you're saying? No. So our restaurants is our smallest business. Okay. Um, the rest of the business is is, is is basically like a dark kitchen. Just okay, yeah. Your own dark kitchen. Exactly. Yeah. So we're where we, we where we have uh, where we cook multiple different kinds of, of uh, 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 brands our own. Uh, we have fuel up. We have uh, we have something new called KKL Lunch, which yeah. is basically like your lunch office where you sign up and then you get a discount on your food. Okay. Like a variety of seventy dishes, like we do here. You have twenty people and sign up, uh, which is uh, we ran a pilot for a while and they're very happy with it. So so we're going to launch that shortly. Uh, we have a couple of others. So moving out of the UAE, uh, which is the next step, uh, and that's going to be Saudi, uh, consolidating these different brands into one yeah. so they share the same um, cost base exactly okay. um, and then uh, building on uh, on that partly using aggregators for leads uh, in terms of the restaurant business but when it comes to more subscription based meal plans yeah. or, or, or subscription subscri- subscription based yeah, uh, plans <laughs> um, this would be all internal uh, okay. own marketing etc 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 um I've never uh, seen any company ever do a meal plan on us agria ever. Um, no, paying thirty five percent to it. Yeah, five thousand dirhams. Yeah, you like no, thank you. <laughs> then you don't make money. Do you think? Obviously, I've seen you open restaurants because I've seen you've got. Sure. Uh, is it Motor City? Yes, got? yeah, I've seen yes, you open yes. that. And you, you, do they still work? Do, 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 do they still make money? Do people still? Yes, they do. They do. I mean. Obviously, not as much as as, as a subscription base would. And yeah. I mean, you have a threshold where you start making. You know, you have your, your where, where all your where you have to make a, a bare minimum to yeah. turn staff, OPEX, rent, and so forth. But uh, in general, yeah, I mean, you need the footfall. Uh, this is my worry. With, 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 exactly. Today, it's it's either you make a concept that's very. Uh, 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 concept you can duplicate in, in dark kitchens because obviously uh, cost of, of HR and, 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 and rent and so forth and, and or you make a brand that has a higher ticket value that goes into location location like yeah. you know somewhere where you can park somewhere like that you know there's quite a few things in Alcoos that, that are pretty yeah, good that make, that make good money there uh, but that's because people use it as you can park there and have meetings there and so forth um, if I if I would if I were to start an F and B business today, um, it would not be uh, what we do today. It's 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 too intense and too diversified in yeah. terms of you know we, you we have we have we have Asian food, we have kind of burgers, we have you know quesadillas and Mexican food. You just go straight up like burgers, chips like that, like keep uh, it yeah, well, that style. Yeah, something. something well, so we just that, copy paste, copy paste, copy paste. Exactly, exactly. Because that way, it's also easier to franchise. Franchise. It's easier to get staff because they don't need to know. You know, be a full blown chef. Yeah. Basically, just turners, right? All you're doing is giving an instruction manual, saying this is how it exactly. is. Exactly. And you, you can do, do you that. can do all that on YouTube these days. You know, a lot of, a lot yeah. of, a lot of do, people do. Okay. That. So for anybody wanting a meal plan, wanting healthy food, want to give you guys, where do we find you? What's your website? Um, kcallife.com kcallife.com and then go on there and hire a monthly plan 
Sure. And yeah. that do the training for them and everything else. You can. Help yeah, we you. have nutritionists in all the gyms. We have um, we have uh, a nutrition uh, nutritionist in the in the office uh, as well in our head office in JLT. So yeah, there's uh, many possibilities. I'll ask you a question on air now. This is the last question I'll give for the day. Um, when we open our new office, can we have KCAL based in our office? Sure. We can have the food there supplying for the staff. Yes. Figure out how to do it off camera. Yeah. KCAL lunch. It works. Amazing. Cheers. Anybody that is looking to uh, get a healthy lifestyle, figure out how to get their diet in, intact, I've used these guys. The food is quality. Give Andreas a follow and his business. This is the number one uh, healthy food company in Dubai. Uh, see you later, guys. Bye. Cheers.